there was massive opportunities to help really uh, automate a lot of the manual processes in commercial real estate for the benefit of the operators as well as the tenants. But it's an industry based on relationships. Welcome everyone to Uptech Report. Uptech Report is sponsored by TerraLeap.io. Learn how to leverage the power of video. My guest today, I'm joined by Michael Wong, who's based in Irving, California, and CEO of Genia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Your product is a cloud-based software for commercial real estate. And you were sharing that it's, it's owners of commercial real estate. This is definitely a tool they may want to check out. And you also mentioned that it's kind of like a Nest type component for your office with a billing element. Can you dive in a little bit deeper of what was the problem you initially set out to solve and how has this evolved over time of what the solution you provide? Yeah, so uh, there are different solutions. Um, the first product I bought into, which I'll get into the history later on, um, was overtime HVAC um, services in office buildings primarily. And so it used to be a very manual process where if you have to work late tonight or over the weekend, You'd have to contact property managers 24 hours in advance. You'd have to dispatch engineers to program the equipment to turn it on. And then there's a billing component to it because when you turn on HVAC services after hours, it costs the building money. So those uh, invoices or, or, or costs are passed along to the tenants. So what used to be a very inconvenient process for the property team, as well as for the tenants, uh, we were able to solve with, uh, solve with software. So our software plugs directly into the BMS system, the building management system of the building. It doesn't matter what kind of system you have. It could be train, Siemens, Johnson Controls. We, we can communicate to everything. And, um, and once we're plugged in, the tenants simply have to um, log into an app on their phone, our app, request for service 3 to 6 p.m. tonight. So per your lease, that three-hour request is going to cost you $330 once you confirm it. Sends confirmation emails, turns it on at six, turns it off at nine, creates an invoicing at the end of the month. All that billing information flows directly into their accounting software for the for the property team. So once again, what used to be a very manual process, not convenient for the tenants, has now been automated soup to nuts. So that was the initial technology. Uh, you you mentioned there when you when you bought in. We'll get more into that in part two of our interview. But just to share a little bit. When, when you bought into to Genia about nine years ago, I think it was, what's one thing you had wished nine years ago you had known then that you do know now? I wish that I would have known it, would, it was going to take um, as long to build the brand because, you know, it, uh, commercial real estate as a little bit of a backdrop is one that had been very slow to adopt technology for good reasons, right? If you were a, a very successful owner of commercial real estate, the reason why you were successful is because you bought buildings right, you sold them right, and you leased them up correctly. During It was all transactionally driven in terms of value creation. So on the operational side, on the property management side, um, it was viewed as you know not really all that important because it really didn't drive the value. It was somewhat of a commodity. Um, during the last financial crisis in 2009, 2010, if there's anything good that came out of that, it's um, commercial real estate owners had to own their assets longer and therefore, they look internally, how do we incrementally create value? And that's when they start adopting technology. So the reason why I give you that backdrop is um, there was massive opportunities to help really uh, automate a lot of the manual processes in commercial real estate for the benefit of the operators as well as the tenants. But it's an industry based on relationships. And so there's a lot of commercial real estate technology companies that have popped up that have uh, come to me and said, how did you, you know, 
get 21 of the top 25 largest owners of office buildings to be clients. And I said, it's not easy. You have to build trust. You have to do it via relationships because it's a very relationship driven industry. And so um, that's what I kind of learned the hard way, which is you can't just snap your fingers. And even though we have a wonderful product with um, a lot of value props, uh, they don't know you from a hole in the wall. So you really have to kind of earn your reputation over time, which we have. For those that want to hear more of Michael, sorry, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, and we jump into that part two of our interview, but coming back to then the, the product itself that you've built, um, what would you say for those who are owners of commercial real estate, a, a common maybe misconception or thought that they may be having right now that they should be thinking about differently when it comes to, to managing their, their facility and using their BMS? Yeah. So with um, specifically that overtime HVAC product, uh, Right now, um, people who don't know that there's an automated way of providing service, like our, our Genia app, um, they just think the work order system's fine, right? Just the way we do it is just fine. And so I think, you know, uh, as we see um, home automation go through, you know, the Nest evolution, you can now control your door locks through an app on your phone via, you know, kind of uh, internet enabled devices, all that stuff. Uh, your tenants are expecting that now in their office. And so to the extent that you don't keep up with their expectations, then you will lose the battle of retaining and attracting tenants into your buildings. So we're seeing that across um, the board for most of their top commercial real estate owners is we need to, um, when we're talking about improving a building, a lot of the focus historically has been on the physical aspects of the building upgrade the elevators, upgrade the lobbies, make the physical structure look nicer. But a key component of what tenants are looking for is now, does the building have the technology that I expect? And so we're a part of that. So we do that with our HVAC technology, um, our access control technology is making a massive impact. Um, instead of using your white HID card to swipe in and out of buildings, tenants are would like to use their phone instead because you never lose this device, but you can lose that white card all the time. So those are the things that the tenants are looking for. And quite frankly, we can bring uh, more convenience to the tenants as well as streamline the operations for the uh, property teams. So the, the common misconception is the status quo is fine. What right. we have, what we're doing is fine, but the tenants, your customers, your consumers, they're expecting a better level of technology when they're using it. Am I catching that correct? Absolutely. While at the same time, uh, because so much of the technology is software-based, you can actually get a very compelling return on investment because there's not typically a major upfront cost. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're having to invest in a brand new chiller. Uh, most of the software that we have uh, created or acquired all works with your existing equipment. So you can increase the functionality of it, bring a better tenant experience. And we have time and time again, been able to quantify a ROI that has been um, very, very compelling for all our, our clients. This leads nicely into a question around your business model. Is it a large overhead cost up front? What does that look like as far as the end uh, who's using this? So, uh, so much of the company has been built on that trust, right? Our brand is one where we've really earned the trust of our clients. And so we don't go to a large real estate owner and say, um, here's our, our, uh, our product, roll us out into your entire portfolio. Quite frankly, we, we basically say, let's work on a pilot program of give us, you know, a building or two or three. 
Let's prove out this specific product's value prop within that pilot, and then we'll, we'll earn the right to do more. And so a couple of stats I'll tell you about. The reason why I know we've done a good job is we've had 99% customer retention at the building level, which is outstanding because this is an industry where buildings are bought and sold all the time. So time and time again, even when a building gets sold into another portfolio, we earn the right to stay with that building. So we're almost like carpet and paint. Um, it's kind of weird to be a technology company the carpet and paint. But then the other thing I kind of point to in terms of earning trust is our net promoter score. So net promoter scores, customer satisfaction score, and uh, our last customer satisfaction score of uh, 75 net promoter was, it puts us above Apple in terms of how loyal and how passionate our customers feel about us. So why do I, I bring that up? It's because you ask, um, you know, how do we, how do we uh, charge for our services? It's very much of a prove it model. So for all our software applications, we don't charge anything up front for the setup fee. We'll invest our time, we'll invest our money to getting the building set up and implemented. We don't start charging um, a fixed monthly fee until we go live. And we don't even ask for a long-term commitment. We just ask for 12 months. During that 12-month process, you pay us that fixed monthly fee, and that fee depends on which service you have. Um, at the end of 12 months, if we haven't done a great job uh, driving value, if we haven't made your property team or your tenants happier, then unplug us, we didn't do our job. So it's not like our uh, high retention is because of long-term contracts. We've constantly earned our right to continue to do business um, and we proved ourselves. So that's really helpful to, to, to you, you fully believe in it. If you're gonna invest the time and energy and money before someone starts paying you. Um, you mentioned integrating with the, their BMS. Do you integrate with any type of bi bi uh, building management system? Yeah, so uh, the things that we integrate with, with our HVAC product, we integrate directly into your BMS system. And those systems are made by Siemens, Honeywell, Johnson Controls. And it could be an old 20-year system that's proprietary, um, not open protocol. It doesn't matter. We built software to communicate to all the different brands. So that's for the HVAC product. For our submeter billing product, uh, to the extent your submeters are networked back into either a data collector or into the BMS, we could physically plug our software into the data collector or into the BMS, automatically read the meters and automatically create invoicing for it. So that's been very helpful in terms of streamlining that, that manual process. And then for the access control side of things, um, to the extent that you have mercury-based access control hardware, so that's about 60% of the underlying hardware out there has mercury firmware, um, then we could plug directly into that. So we could do a software takeover of that hardware and bring you know, a much better cloud-based solution uh, to that. So it really depends on which product you have. The whole mindset is we want to help um, increase the productivity of your existing uh, equipment without having you make a big upfront investment. We can bring uh, software, compelling software to make it work better. Where do you see the company in five years from now? What can you share on the roadmap of where you guys are headed? You know, so we're a big fan of, um, we go where the customers need us. And so starting off with the HVAC product, we built a, a really good reputation there. And the reason why we got into the submeter billing is because our customers said, we love this HVAC product. It's made our tenants' lives better. It's made our property team's lives better. It's made us more money. Can you help us with another problem? And the problem that kept on coming up is 
these submeters were being you know, clipboards and spreadsheets. So we basically developed a better solution to help solve that problem. Now we're building for over 20,000 submeters around the country. It's last year grew organically over 70%. Um, and then when you started you know, staying close to your customers, hearing about other pain points that they had, access control was a major pain point. You know, every time somebody uh, joins a tenant within the building and needs an access card, it's somebody physically has to go down for the property management team to the physical on-premise server to add and remove users every time somebody joins another company. It's a full-time job. And so understanding that, we, knowing that um, 99% of the access control is software sitting in a, in a server in a, in a basement of a computer, that whole industry will go to the cloud. And so we looked at either acquiring or developing a better solution. Uh, long story short, in December of last year, we acquired what is by far and away the best technology for the space. And we're now we're rolling that out to our clients. So five years from now, um, what I would say is that uh, because commercial real estate has been slow to adopt technology, um, there is no 800 pound gorilla in our space. Um, I think there will be an 800 pound gorilla because if you're Brookfield, Heinz, Irvine Company, EQ Office, if you're people that work in those companies, you want to have a brand that you can rely on, right? And so there's really no brand that you can rely on until now. So Jania has become that brand. Our net promoter score and our, our, um, our retention tells me that. So, the, um, so that's the goal, build the 800-pound gorilla that this industry needs. Very forward-facing. You, you see what people need and are already planning for it, making acquisitions for it. I'm excited to see what comes next for Jania. For those that want to hear more about Michael's journey and lessons learned, stay uh, tuned for our part two of our discussion. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you're subscribed to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Mm-hmm.